Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I am Dr. Taves, the founder and owner of Novera Headache Center, and it's my mission to empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from that life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. In this podcast, we're going to provide you with my best advice on avoiding headaches or migraines. And there's going to be some very practical things And then I'm going to tell you what to do from there. And there's actually a a resource on our website that I'm going to talk about at the end as well. So let's jump into it. The first thing that I am going to recommend you don't do, and the reason I'm going to recommend you don't do this is because I've worked with so many patients that do this thing and directly connected to this thing is a headache or migraine. So this is one of the strongest triggers, or I would say irritants to the upper neck. Now, what is it? Sleeping on your stomach. Don't sleep on your stomach. Now, when I say don't sleep on your stomach, there's kind of this priority that sleep will take. So if you're tossing and turning all night, I'd rather you sleep. So if it, if it means sleeping on your stomach, then find a way to make that happen, but limit it to whatever extent you can, but if you're able to change your sleep position and you know you're a stomach sleeper, then I would suggest that's the first step you take in avoiding headaches or migraines. If your headaches or migraines onset in the morning, that's another indication that there's something happening where that's increasing tension through your neck uh, throughout the night or early on in the morning and then you wake up at 3 a.m. and oh my gosh, my head hurts and you're frustrated because you're basically going to lose that day to your headache or migraine. So don't sleep on your stomach. Uh, Oftentimes people will do that pseudo stomach sleeping thing where they're kind of on their side, but they're really twisted with their bottom leg straight, top leg bent. Position some pillows so that you stay on your side or ideally sleep on your back. So sleep position is the first thing. The second thing is once you're up and you're going throughout your day, maybe you work at an office or you're on the computer with schooling, whatever the situation may be, avoid prolonged sitting. So the watching TV, looking down at your phone, the position your neck is in throughout the day is directly going to increase or decrease the amount of tension and that pain level that Your brain is uh, constantly receiving that pain signal. So we want to limit the amount of tension through your neck. A key principle to follow is the body likes to move. So this is the third thing. I would suggest that every now and then you get up, walk around, go on a walk, do some specific stretches, things that you like that are going to encourage movement. So this doesn't need to be, you don't need to overthink it. It doesn't need to be super intentional, but just have in the back of your mind, whenever you find yourself being sedentary, just sitting, that you need to get up and walk around. You need to move. You need to turn your head or look up or down. Your body constantly needs to know that you're moving and that's going to be the healthiest for your joints, for your muscles, for your ligaments, for all these tissues that could potentially be irritated um, by being sedentary. The other thing that I've hit on in a previous podcast, but we'll reinforce is that the uh, sitting and relaxing and resting oftentimes is not necessarily the best thing for your neck. Even though you might feel like it's giving your body a break, that pain that's generated from your neck could actually 
increase with that sedentary position. All right, the fourth thing we're gonna look at is I would encourage everyone to incorporate an exercise routine into your day or into your week. So three to four times a week, I would say do something that gets your heart rate up. Now there's kind of a caveat with this or an asterisk because sometimes patients with migraines actually have an increase in their symptoms with exercise. So there's a balance here. You have to find a way to get your heart rate up because we need to get the benefits of exercise, but then find something that your body or your neck can tolerate. So a few things that I've seen, when patients cycle, when they do a stationary bike, uh, their Peloton at home, oftentimes they're leaning forward and their head is upright, which is going to increase tension through their neck. So that's something that I would be aware of. Uh, the Peloton is a great way to get your heart rate up, but sometimes it can increase the amount of stress through your neck. Another thing to watch out for is if you're lifting weights and you're doing a bunch of overhead press and your shoulders aren't necessarily functioning the way they should, that tension can increase the amount of stress in your neck and sometimes that can be a trigger. So it's not that you should avoid all shoulder exercises, but in general, we want to do things that are pulling or rowing so that this forward shoulder posture is corrected and then stay away from any overhead activity with especially with heavier weights as that overhead lifting oftentimes can be too much for the shoulders and increase the amount of stress through the neck. So the big thing is getting your heart rate up. There are benefits to uh, increasing your heart rate. The body responds in a very positive way and it can actually be uh, a natural uh, sort of analgesic. So meaning it'll reduce pain or, or be a combatant to pain. The body will respond with uh, uh, natural hormones that will change your body's like threshold level. So basically you will feel better and it's like this natural medication. You get the benefits of it. And they've actually seen that exercise three times a week or more, just regular exercise can actually have the same effect as some migraine medications. And so if you are anti-medication or at least don't love taking medication, then figuring out an exercise regimen that increases your heart rate three times a week or so is going to be a great way to supplement that, to reduce your need for medication. And then lastly, we have diet. What is diet going to do to your body? Is it going to increase that threshold and you're eating healthy things, things that your body can use to boost your immune system? Or are you putting things into your body that are going to cause it to um, draw attention to this inflammation, systemic inflammation that your body is having to deal with. So we actually work with a dietitian here at Novera, and she understands the importance of gut health and what types of food you put into your body do to your body and how that relates to headaches and migraines. And so we encourage people to go see her and she can actually do like food sensitivity testing and, and get very specific with how your body is responding to certain things. One of the main things that I see or have heard with patients is this uh, sensitivity to dairy. Dairy has been one of those things that my patients that they, they reach a threshold where they're better, but they're still having the, the headache or the migraine. Uh, sometimes removing dairy from their diet can be a very helpful thing. Also consider the amount of carbohydrates, sugars that you're consuming. Oftentimes this can be 
in the form of like a soft drink, uh, a juice, something like that. So lots of sugar coming into in your diet can be kind of a yellow red flag for me as I'm working with patients because it's something else that's making it hard for the body to, it, it, it's giving it something else to pay attention to rather than focusing on the main problem, which is this neck issue that's that's generating pain. So diet is definitely going to be something that I want you to pay attention to. And if you are in Colorado Springs, or even we can do this remotely where we can set you up with, with our dietitian to have a more specific plan of care. And then I'll actually uh, try to get her on this podcast to give some very practical advice for you guys. So there you go. Just to recap, this episode's a little bit shorter, but my best advice for what to do to avoid headaches or migraines, this is something, a question that I get quite often, but don't sleep on your stomach. Start with your sleeping position. What does that look like? Avoid prolonged sitting or those sedentary positions, uh, whether that's having your neck looking down at your phone, watching TV, sitting on the couch for a movie, reading a book, whatever that may be. Pay attention to the position your neck is in and then just remember to incorporate movement as much as possible. Going on walks, getting up uh, and, and standing and just moving, doing some stretches. And then incorporate an exercise routine uh, which can actually act as like a natural supplement to migraine medication. Uh, watch for inflammatory foods. And then actually, I'm going to add one more in here. This is uh, something that I provide to all of my patients, but I want people to do two or three things that are specific to reversing this forward shoulder, forward head position that is playing in to the restrictions in their neck that are actually uh, generating the pain. And so what that might look like is stretches that get your chest to open up, that stretch your pec muscles. That can be a whole number of things. Yoga has some good options. I give people what would be called a corner stretch, or I tell them to use the foam roller to kind of get their, their chest to open up a bit so that your shoulders can relax and your tension from your shoulders is not playing into your neck problem. The other thing that I always try to address with people is how your upper back is moving, how your upper spine is able to extend because oftentimes we're just slumped forward all day and so our upper back forgets how to extend and so a specific exercise for that. Now it doesn't need to be spending an hour or two every day on this but it's a consistency. It's doing two to three things every morning, every evening or at least once a day so that you are kind of like taking your vitamins for your posture, for your spine, uh, so that your muscles are in the best scenario to be able to tolerate all the activities that you go through throughout the day. That you're increasing your threshold and decreasing the amount of tension through your neck and considering those two lines on the graph that we talked about in the triggers episode, consider those two lines and you want you want to do what you can to, to make sure those are as far apart as they can be so that you are not surprised or frustrated with a headache or migraine. Now, taking all of these considerations is going to be helpful. Oftentimes, that's basically the only thing that providers can do or that patients will find when they go to see a provider is avoid your triggers and take a journal to see if we can get more specific with how your body's responding. Now, if that's the only approach that's taken, 
the outcome is going to be limited in its effectiveness. So definitely do everything I just described and laid out because it will help, but it's not enough to address this restriction in the upper part of the neck. And so the next phase of that is actually finding a provider coming to see me where we can work on restoring mobility to the upper part of the neck. So it's that injury in the upper part of the neck or your shoulder dysfunction or whatever is causing your headaches or migraines, the pain is being generated from somewhere. And unfortunately, right now, we don't have an option that says, hey, do this at home, do this stretch, do this exercise. I have not found anything that you can do at home that will completely resolve that without having to go see someone that will hands-on provide treatment that restores mobility. Now, in coming episodes, I, I, I expect this to be a month or two out, but I'm coming up with a device that I can um, have patients use at home and will actually address this underlying problem. I'm using it to supplement what I do for treatment, but it's going to be kind of the next step of, is there something that directly affects the neck? Well, I'm, I'm trying to solve that problem where people can use this device without having to come see me and it'll be more effective than just avoiding triggers and doing some stretches. And then finally, I want you guys to continue to listen to this podcast, the Headache Doctor podcast, and I want you to share it with uh, friends or family, people that you know that are suffering with headaches or migraines because the chances are that they have never heard that this could be a neck problem. Or maybe they've tried chiropractic, maybe they've tried physical therapy, acupuncture, they've gone through the Botox, the medication, and they're still searching for a solution. That's the type of patient that I work with. This is such a big problem that I have people from out of state coming to see me. I've had a few international patients. And so no one is no one that's still suffering with headaches and migraines should be missing out on this information. And so I, I do these podcasts so that I can reach more people with this hope of, hey, there might be something that can help me. So continue to listen to the Headache Doctor podcast and share these episodes. Uh, talk about this injury that's overlooked and what uh, someone you know might be able to do about it. And then what I want you to do is go to our website, NoveraHeadacheCenter.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see that there's an ebook option. And I want you to click on that ebook. And um, it's only $5. I want you to purchase that ebook because what it does is it lays out exactly the process that I take. It'll give you a better understanding of your headaches and migraines. It has some good patient testimonials and stories in there. But really, I, I created this ebook. It, it takes about a half an hour, maybe a little bit less to read. And it will provide you with the tools to explain it to your husband or your, your spouse, um, maybe a parent who's wondering what this is. It'll help explain it. And it actually gets into some of the research and the science behind it. So a little bit more in depth and uh, will be a very, very helpful resource for you. So go ahead and check that out on the website. And of course, as always, if you truly are at your wit's end and uh, you're ready to find help, reach out to us at Novera Headache Center and uh, we will be happy to help you. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful. Feel free to give us feedback as we go. Um, we're always looking for new topics, new things to talk about and what exactly you want us to help with as uh, that's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything they do. Thanks for listening. Thank you.